Tung, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we are talking about Panzer General. I have no puns. This is a fraught subject. Play the patriotic music, Craig? I would counter with the Scottish one, but I can't make a bagpipe noise. Is it played like... <laughs> Isn't it just uh, uh, um, um, William the Brave? Isn't that just your national anthem? It's, I thought it's the flower, the flower of Scotland. Oh, we see. You know, no, no, no. I've never, no. I've never heard it. I mean, I mean, we should probably get into the episode. Um, yeah. But before we do, because we started this train, you can't derail it. The coolest national anthem. What gets your vote? The coolest national anthem. Yeah, the one you've heard. Uh, My vote goes to Russia. Russia has a manly national anthem. I'll give them that. I can't think. I can't even think. All right, Craig picks O Canada. He's a big fan of Canada. O Canada. O Canada. Nope, that's that's O Tenenbaum. That's that's Christmas song. Oh. How lovely are thy branches? Is that what we're going that's exa- <laughs> Yeah, that's But I was going to, I was going to, like, how lovely are your state lines? Is that not the song then? Nope, nope, that's that's a German song. Uh, oh, which I guess, I guess that works great. So. I know what it is. Oh, Canada, the stars are shining brightly. <laughs> I think that we'll, we'll petition Canada to change it just to a Christmassy. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, all that has been cut, and we're back. <clears throat> yes, so with me um, storming the beaches, uh, fighting them on the ocean, on the beaches. And in the forest, uh, I don't remember the quote from Winston Churchill. I'm very sorry, sir. Is Craig? Hello. How are you? I am perfectly fine, which rhymes with nine, which is a German word. I have hit my quota. Now, why don't you give the stats, and then we'll talk about this relic. Okay. Uh, it was developed in public by Strategic Stimulations. Stimulations. Simulations. Ooh. Um, oh no. Uh, artist uh, was David Jensen, composer Doug Brandon. It was released, it was like DOS, Mac OS, PlayStation and Windows in 1994. It, oh, actually, according to Wikipedia, it was multiplayer. I take it that's like local, turnabout multiplayer. Uh, there, there, I believe there was online multiplayer oh, at wow. the time for PCs. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's maybe the only cool thing about the whole game. And it's a strategic war game, and yeah, that's it for stats, it's a pretty short one. We've went through a run recently of long stats, lots of ports. This doesn't have that, for probably good reasons. Uh, yeah, like like this, this was a, uh, actually kind of a lot like Myst. This was kind of an important game in bringing tabletop strategy games to the masses. Um, but... First, I'm very surprised you managed to say the man's name without saying Jensen. 
<laughs> David Jensen. Um, so, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And your answer is going to be no. <laughs> but I, I need to ask for formality's sake. Craig, do you have any history with Panzer General? No. <laughs> All right. We have uh, done our scripted portion. Yeah, abs absolutely. Nothing. I don't... I don't even think back in the day I would have been interested had I known. Maybe I did know about it, but nah, nah, nothing at all. It does scream dad game. Oh, yes. Very. It's a very dad game. Uh, just to get this out of the way, uh, Panzer General is uh, very influenced by a Japanese game called Daisen Ryaku. Uh, and that series has been running since before Dirt was invented. It, if you're familiar with Daisen Ryaku, you, you'll know exactly what Panzer General is. If you're not, then this is very much the epitome of you have hexes. Things move on hexes. There is terrain. Go. Um, we'll get into it a little more, but uh, yeah, if, if you're having trouble picturing this, I mean, you're literally moving JPEGs around a map. It's not... Uh, what you might think of today as a strategy game. So, Dave's it history... It reminded me a lot of Battleblock. Uh, yes, no. with zero animation, zero charm. I played it exactly... When I saw it, I was like, I'm playing this exactly like Battleblock. And then I started um, going, and there's an army guy. The army guy moves there. What happens? <laughs> the explosions come... <laughs> I'm going to eat your babies. Uh, yes. Uh, none of the charm of something like Battle Block because this is this is the game that has nothing but a white box with black lettering that says war game. Uh -huh. That's this. Uh, if you played something like Civil War Generals uh, that came out from Sierra, it's a lot like that. So my history with Panzer General is enormous. Um this is like one of the few games that has a direct impact on me. This was the game that got me into strategy games. This was what got me into uh, researching World War II. This is what got me into so much stuff. And you're looking back on it. I'm just kind of like with an eyebrow raised going, really? Really? This, this, this was it? Um... I spent so much time on this game as a kid. Um, I can't overstate how important this was to developing Dave, like in terms of game tastes. Uh, because before this, I mean, it's it's like 1994. I don't think I played it on release. So probably around 95, 96, somewhere in there. To be honest, I don't even know if I had the full version of the game. I may have played the shareware version. But, uh, yeah, so I was about, like, nine, ten years old, and this was the first, like, sit down, I need to come up with a strategy. And the fact that you could name your units, and I didn't know what a Nurblewerfer was, and then I would have to look it up on, like, Encarta, or the actual, like, Encyclopedia Britannica uh -huh. books that we used to have by the computer. Um, this, this led to a lot of roads for me. Uh, it's not fun at all anymore. Um, there, I, have, I can agree with that bit. 
I have some like like definitive. Let me put on my gamer monocle and look at this and say this is why I don't think it's fun anymore. But I'm very curious to you. You go from uh, playing Mist on the PC uh-huh. to playing this, which arguably you experienced all of PC gaming in two quick bursts, really yeah. quick. Uh, did you play it on the PC, I should ask? I did, yes. Yes, I did. Um, I was on a roll with Mist. I continued the roll. And how, how do we feel about Pandora? Walk me through your thought process, if um, you don't mind. Okay, downloaded. Opened up in some weird box thing. I don't know even know what it's called that it opens in. DOS box? Um, is it or... DOS box? That sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, it might have been DOSBox. I used to be so technical and now not so much. (laughs) Um, Booted it up. As soon as I saw, um, I booted it up, skipped through the menus, just like skip, 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 skip. Pick a year, 1939. So I think it's like the start of the war. Um, Yeah, yeah, Poland. And just start. So I saw Hexgrid, I saw my guys, I saw their guys. When I clicked on one of my units, I saw lit up on the grid where I could go. So I went and then watched, um, I, I went and then attacked, so you know, like click, click, and watched two small animations in the bottom left and the bottom right of the screen of guys lying down on the ground on either side, just shooting each other and blown up. It was, that was surreal. Like I genuinely was just like, this is nothing like what it would have been like in the war. You know, like, my, my thoughts is immediately <laughs> like, this isn't realistic. This is... But then I started thinking, like, very quickly started thinking, this is exactly like how a general would be running this war. You know, I turned off the animations and just got to it, so it's quite it gets quite quick-paced. Um, yeah. You can move your units about. You move a tank unit to battle another tank unit. They use a lo- lose a unit. You you lose a unit. You're just hoping that you've got more numbers than they have, um, and that's the way I played it. With that over, it was this is a bit weird. This is rubbish. And then it was all of a sudden I was like, this is how generals. You know, like when you watch Blackadder, this is how the generals viewed all the troops. Just that is strange. You went straight to, to Blackadder. It's probably. I mean, I don't big... blame you. It's a great show, <laughs> <That's> the... but <laughs> I, 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 I gen- like that's that's the way I went because it, it's it's got all the comedy of you know like how how they just are, they're just like oh these are disposable. Oh yeah, chess. yeah, yeah. It's hurt. I'm playing. Especially the playing, last season. Yeah, they're playing chess on a map, and it's actual real people that are running about, and this is the way a general views it. So I actually, I had a wee nod of. I like that it made me think that it was pretty terrible while it was while it was doing it. It was unenjoyable, <laughs> but I like that it made me think that. Ah, uh, yeah, this is this is very much the game version of that scene in movies where they're using the stick to push around the little. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Three tanks figure. Yeah. Uh-huh. It it it's very much that. Um. Yeah. So there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh number. Let's let's get this off. The uh, starting line. Uh, don't play this. No. Unless you're you're as old as, as I am or, or Craig or a little bit older and this is something that was important to you in your youth. That I can genuinely think there is no reason to play this. Um, it's very, very, it's wide as an ocean, deep as a puddle kind of problem. Um, 
Like, it looks like there's a lot going on, but if you crack under the hood, ah, there's really not that much going on. Uh, I, like, genuinely thought there's heaps to this, because you hit a screen and you've got to, like, buy ass not buy assets, that's the wrong wording for it, but you've got to prep for your mission, but there's not, it's just the same thing over and over again. You're, You're right, wide as an ocean, deep as my tears on the ground. Uh, your tears in the rain, you could say. Um, so we're going to continue forward, blame it on the rain. And <laughs> um, yes, there's there's a lot that looks like it's going on under the hood. Not There's not much. Like uh, My one problem with this later on in life when I came back to this was, oh, there's no continuity really. Each scenario is kind of just yeah. that. It's not like, okay, if I do really good here, I can move these tanks forward to the next map and things mm-hmm. like that. Which, which, to give them credit is what they would do later on with this series, and most of uh, these kinds of games do that now. It, yeah. It's a long, continuous scenario. Um, but I think, I think it, it is like what I, from what I played of it, it was actually I was expecting because I didn't quite get through by the skin of my teeth, but I thought if I put myself in a bad position for the next battle, I'm gubbed. But it just does. It didn't happen. I was like, "Oh, oh, that's quite refreshing." They're just scenarios. I'm just playing through different scenarios yeah. here, with lots of uh, old war footage thrown in there for for good measure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we haven't talked. I think I've touched on this before on other uh, shows, but we haven't talked about my problem with uh, the Fire Emblem series. Is my exact same problem with the Panzer General series. Um, I think I think we've discussed this, but yeah, there. To each each of these scenarios is not a okay. How am I going to make this? Or how am I going to rush this line in Poland and break their defenses and get to where I need to be? This is very much a okay. How did the designers want me to do this? Um, it's why I like God. Fire Emblem. It's a puzzle. It's not. It's not a strategy game. It's just a puzzle. And that is diametrically opposed to why I dislike. Fire Emblem. This is very much the same way as Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem nowadays gives you a little bit of room. I'm talking like the GBA Fire Emblems, which Uh were very this. Um, I don't like... Nope. This is not a war game. This is a puzzle. Uh And Panzer General really falls into the puzzle end of the wargaming spectrum. Which is why I don't like it very much. And I kind of stopped playing the series because of that. And and that end, I mean, you just... Once this opened the door... I mean, this this led to so many other games. Uh, SSI, uh, Strategic Simulations Incorporated, I think. I don't know. Um, My it, brain went straight you know, to bloody SSX Tricky. And I'm like, what's that, got to do, what's that got to do with anything here? So SSS Tricky really influenced the way Panzer General moved <laughs> their units. Uh, <laughs> you could do tricks while you're in the air with your Panzers. <laughs> Uh, I w- we should have played SSX. I yeah. love me some SSX. Uh-huh. But um, SSI is, is a huge company in terms of PC gaming. Like, they're the ones that did all those gold box D&D games too. Oh, like, okay. Eye of the Beholder. Those, these guys are like PC as anything. Um, so the company definitely went on to do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, and this this was very much the for the masses. This isn't near as in depth as other SSI games. The problem with that is a casual game in 1994. 
isn't fun to play uh, if you're a strategic guy. Now, here's a, the questions I have for you, Craig. Yes. The way this game works, do you like the way it works? I mean, you, you did uh, compare it to Pit People. Uh-huh. Not Battle yeah. Block. I think we might have said I, Battle Block earlier. I think I said, I said Battle Block, and then midway through we were talking like, no, I meant Pit People. I, I definitely meant Pit People. Um, but actually, it is more like Battle Block. No, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> do I like the way it works? Do you just mean mechanically, like, I'm moving that unit there for a specific purpose? General... Yeah, I, I, I... Um, the what's it called? Uh, the, the 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 nuts and bolts of it. Of okay, you click a unit. This is his movement range. This is his fire range. You can do one fire, one move at a time. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's good. But you're you're you hit the nail on the head when you said it's not it's not like a strategy game. It is more of a puzzly type game. I do generally like the mechanics of it, like I did in Pit People. I did I did genuinely like that game, but it's not the primary bit of enjoyment it wasn't the the it wasn't why i really liked pit people so if you imagine those mechanics weren't why i liked pit people you can imagine how i felt about panzer general which has nothing <laughs> else but those mechanics um so yeah i i appreciate it but i'm not i don't seek out games with that Oh no, that's that's. I mean, I mean, I knew going into this, right? Uh, this was also for me to like cement my opinion on this. Um, I knew going into it, the veneer of World War II would do less than zero for you. <laughs> this is actively detracting from the experience for you. But I was curious to see if, because like looking at this in wireframe, there isn't that much difference between this and Fire Emblem or this and yeah. Uh, pit people. So th I was more curious of, okay, is the wireframe still fun? Turns out, it, it, you said it is, but boy, this subject matter is just not your jam. Yeah, it, it's not, I, I, well, it's not that it's not my jam, it's just I think with something <laughs> like Fire Emblem, I quite like, there's a bit more to Fire Emblem and there was a bit more to pit people. I think it's just, I look at this and I go, that is really quite awesome that they did this. I'm glad this spurned on so many other games. But going back and playing this now for the first time is like... <laughs> oh. It's like learning about writing by being handed a rock and a chisel. Yeah, it's just too... It's just too simple. Now, it's just... That's all it is. It's just too simple. Um, yeah, and, and later on, I mean, some of these scenarios would take like an hour and a half, two hours complete, just because you're moving the entire eastern front. Okay. It's oh, like, God. okay, I have like 86 tanks to move. I've got three hours to do it. All righty. <laughs> uh, it, it's that, this, this game, uh, looking back on it now, it's very much made for people who like statistics. Mm -hmm. um, you could probably take out the, the whole veneer of World War II and some people would still really enjoy it uh, but adding to the fact of no, okay, so the Panzer IV moves a little bit faster than the Panzer III so it gets an extra space okay, that makes sense you know, a a, um, a Panzer Schrecht couldn't necessarily damage a Sherman up front, it would have to do it in the back okay, so they modeled that in, that makes sense it's that kind of game for people okay. where it's very clockworky um, I, I've moved on a little past that. I don't find that necessarily fun anymore. 
And that's not to say that if, if you enjoy these type of games, I'm like, no, you're, you're playing the simple stuff. No, I, I don't like digging into the nuts and bolts that yeah. much anymore. Um, so instead, Craig, we're going to talk about Nazis. Okay. Um, which <laughs> there has never been a more loaded sentence in the entire history of this podcast. I, I know. I don't know whether to turn off now or not. <laughs> uh, this will be... Nothing uh, controversial, I hope. Oh, God, I hope it's not controversial. Um, we are both of the opinion that the only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. We are mm-hmm. the BJ Blazkowicz style yes. of thing. What I find very interesting uh, is Wargaming's relation to the Nazis. If you'll notice, nary a swastika to be found. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I, I'm curious to see what somebody who doesn't play these games feels about that, right? Be- I mean, I know you're not a big history guy. I know you're not. Um, but if you play a lot of war games, you're very much not controlling the Nazi army. You're controlling the German army. Must make that distinction because a lot of people, and I know people like this, uh, will not play a game if you're controlling Nazis. So if you're playing Call of Duty, World War II, and you're actually playing as the Nazis, they will not play it. Which I think is a fine and perfectly normal moral stance, right? Like, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But strategy does this thing where, like you said, it pulls back the camera so far up that you're just like, oh, these aren't even really people. They're just pieces. Uh And they always tend to gloss over the fact that, no, we made an entire game where you're controlling the Nazis taking over Poland and most of Europe. That now as an adult rubs me the wrong way. Of yeah. like, oh, you're, you're kind of glossing over a lot of stuff there. Um, Does that bother you? I don't know how I feel. I d- it didn't so, feel right. As soon as I realized, you kind of feel guilty for actually winning. Well, I mean, I mean, as soon as you put up the game, it's like, bam, pictures of German officers. You're like, oh, oh, okay. That's that's the way we're playing this, huh? I thought I was. I'm I'm going to be a spy. I'm a spy inside the German <laughs> army, and I'm, okay. I'm taking them uh, down from the inside. I I found uh like it, it's this weird thing that wargaming specifically like even you didn't really know didn't click in your head of like oh I'm playing as the Nazi army because it's so pulled back and and just yeah. like not touched at all. Like you say, it could have been flipping humans and orcs. Or so it could have been anything. Yeah. It, it could have just been um, colors. It could have been like red and blue. <laughs> it's like okay, red versus. Um, and uh, I always, even as a kid, I always found that really weird. When the type of person who likes this kind of game is the historically accurate kind of person. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's interesting when compared to other, like let's say, um, prickly subject matter, right? Like, um, here, here's another bad sentence to say, but, um, talk, like, compare that to slavery in video games. There are a lot of games, fantasy, realistic, whatever, that have slavery in games. And they don't have a problem with that in terms of, no, maybe we're doing an analogy, you know, maybe it's, it's a robot, but it's an analogy for slavery or, or, even Mafia 3, where it's like the tensions are incredibly high because of the civil yeah. rights movement. You know, they don't have a problem with that. 
putting that in video games. I mean, I don't know how many fantasy games I've played where it's like, oh, look, there's slavers. I think even Divinity 2 had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember? Because you're trying to cross the bridge and there's the troll and he's like, yeah. I don't want to play for my slaves. That's fine to touch. But we will not do historically accurate Germany. I always found that really strange. Like, Commandos too. I just played the remaster of it, which don't play it on a console. Uh-huh. Best thing I can ever tell you. They took all of that out. Like, everything. It's been switched from the swastika to the Iron Eagle. And it's like, why? And so granted, they- I know what's going on with my country at the, at the time. Uh-huh. At the, this moment is a little scary. But I genuinely might be a stupid question. It might be, you know, like, urban myth that Craig held that believes. But in Germany, can you not not play anything or get any media that has Nazis in it or something like that? I don't know. That might be a stupid um, question that we can... You know what I mean? Like, um, I, Also, uh, if you're listening to this and you're German, uh, please correct us if we're wrong. But uh-huh. uh, as I understood it, it was not until recently that you could have any kind of Nazi paraphernalia in your games at all. It was just a okay. strict ban. No. Which I understand. Okay. I, I definitely understand that. I guess recently it has changed to as long as it is not glorifying... Okay. The Third Reich, you're fine. So in historical context, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I always found that a very prickly subject. And bringing it up with strategy gamers is always kind of a hurt. Let's look past that kind of thing. Uh, and, and I mean, I mean, same goes for like Pacific Theater with, with Japan. Um, it's but they don't do the whole no that's not the imperial japanese army that's um the other one with the different flag you know <laughs> they don't do that the way they do uh with germany and i was curious to see somebody like your opinion because um i mean i would imagine with your upbringing in terms of like living there you probably heard of, did you hear a lot about it in school because i mean you guys were oh, like yeah. ground zero man yeah 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 it was that that was like the whole of a year of history <laughs> At least turns out it was an important part. Yeah. Well, this is okay. this is the thing. I, we did a heap in history, and I can't remember if I ever sent you the photos. But we did a heap in history, and then get asked to write a report. And I wrote a report on the assassination of JFK <laughs> instead of anything else. Um, because that interested me more. More. I don't know if that's terrible or not, but I was just like, I just wasn't. I just wasn't interested. But I was. I was really conspiracy i did the assassination of jfk and then the potential assassination of kurt cobain that's where i was going (laughs) okay i'm really interested on the potential assassination of kurt cobain were we um the courtney love theory um it started off at the courtney love theory i'll I'll dig out my stuff i take it i haven't sent you any copies of my my reports no I'll need, oh, I'm I'll very leave, curious. I've got them in a box upstairs. My mum gave me them because she found it so funny. But I'll I'll send you some pictures. The JFK one is absolutely it's phenomenal. It's actually <laughs> phenomenal. It's probably oh, that's great. it's it's CIA worthy documentation I've got with graphs and charts. Make sure you put a couple of those black bars that look redacted. Uh-huh. You need to have a yep. couple of those on there. Ah, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, thank you for um, um, playing a musty, musty, dusty game. Yeah. Uh, just so I can was. have this conversation. I'm very curious to see what people think That's about fine. this. And honestly, my brain 
didn't, my brain didn't tend to gravitate towards the historical accuracy of the game, or in fact any of the historical setting, but it did go towards the mechanics. And the so, general... so for you playing a game like this, it's it turns into blitz and blobs fighting blips and blobs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, so like for you, there's things. a difference between this and yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like playing it this time, it's not like my brain went into oh, oh, what's the historical? You know, it, it didn't uh-huh. do that. It was just I remember asking my dad this a lot as a kid because while your historic um, book reports had to do with uh, JFK and Kurt Cobain, uh, mine yeah. were very much, very much centered on World War II because I find it fascinating. I still do. Okay. I still find World War II fascinating. Not for any bad reasons, no. Nope. But just the whole. Oh, this is the last time the whole world just kind of went raw at each other. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bad thing or it shows that I'm an idiot or anything. But genuinely, if you say World War Two and interest in World War Two, one of the first things that would come to my head would be I really, really, really enjoyed Band of Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like I really enjoyed that, sh- and it did. It made me think and read and stuff about that. But I, I, I would lose interest fairly quickly. Hell of a show. Mm-hmm. It was. We should do one of the games at some point for the show. They're yeah. genuinely good gearbox games. Like one of the last few really good gearbox games. Where the, well, I don't think they were Band of Brothers specifically. I think they were, com- not Company Heroes. Whatever. Company. There's a PS3 shooter that's Com- um, Company of Heroes. <sighs> Company of Heroes is, is a strategy game. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll make it look like you knew. So say it like you already knew. Oh no, that's I, that, that's on the, ooh. Uh, is it Band of Brothers? Oh, okay, no. Their series is called Brothers in Arms, not Band oh, of Brothers, Brothers but Arms. it's pretty much Band of Brothers. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting to do for the show. Uh, I may have blown my wad talking about the big historical thing on a musty game like Panzer General, but this series is still going today, Craig. Did you know that? No. (laughs) Like, uh, well, maybe not today, today, Uh but uh, the last last release was on Xbox 360, I think. Wow. And it was kind of a mobile, mobilized version of this where it's like you have a small grid of like nine by nine. And here you go. uh, Play this battle real quick uh it, it, it's a very long running series hmm. but yeah um, um so you've just you've just made me think and this is still off topic before you bring us to a close um call of duty world war Two. the single player plays like band of brothers it's identical it's not identical yes, it in the story but the, you know like the 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 storied bits to build up to well now we were in Carantan and we had to do that and then you play through it and then it's like four months later we were here and we had it's 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 got the the pacing of band of brothers to a t <laughs> and there's always that guy with glasses there's uh-huh. always the demolitions guy. There's yeah. always that that rookie that's got a girl back home. Uh, uh-huh. the, I, I love uh, this. Like we have not moved on past saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers. We are mm, that is World War Two now. Uh, I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, except for like Churchill. Churchill was a really good movie. Gary Oldman is a national treasure, Craig. Well, I, I I'm away to get car insurance. There's a, a company called Churchill that has a dog that speaks <laughs> like Winston Churchill. Oh, that's beautiful. And the car insurance company is called Churchill. And it used to be, if you got insurance with them, you got a nodding dog to put in your car and it would bobble it. You oh, know, that's a bobblehead. The bobblehead. 
yeah. And I got a car insurance quote, and the cheapest is Churchill. And Laura's like, "Do you get a bobbin head, dog?" And I'm like, "No, you don't get them anymore." And she's like, "Go with someone else." And I'm like, "It's still the cheapest. It's still the cheapest car insurance." Doesn't matter. Nope, you, nope. you go with someone else, and you let them know by letter. This I, is why I didn't choose you. Yeah, I didn't choose you because I didn't get my t- nodding head dog for the car. So to get us back onto matters that are a little lighter than what we've been discussing. Um, we both agree Gary Oldman is a national treasure. Uh-huh. When I say Gary Oldman, what is the first movie you think of with him in it? Uh, 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 everything's gone completely blank. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I can't tell you my answer because I don't want to influence yours. Oh my god. No, like, uh, everything's gone completely to the point where I, I can't. You're even. like who's Gary Oldman? <laughs> it's it's almost it's almost got it's right. Okay, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman. What's the, I'm get, I'm thinking because I can see his face. Gary Oldman, Gary, Fifth Element. Oh really? Fifth Element. Okay. Uh, mine goes to Leon the Professional. Uh, I don't think the that? man's done a better. Yeah, he's the the nuts Beethoven cop. Holy crap! You're right. He was wonderful in that movie. Yeah. Um, oh, also, you know any what? movie was. Oh, go ahead. Uh, you were going to say Jean Reno, and you're very right. Yes, <laughs> you're very, <laughs> you're very, very right. Like consistently good uh, films. Oh. Um, Gary Oldman was a good um, detective, Gordon and Batman. Like I hated oh, yes, those films, but I liked ba- I liked Gary Oldman. <laughs> he was also a very good uh, man from one of the Istans in Air Force One. And Harrison Ford said, get off my plane, and then snapped his neck, which I think Gary Oldman could take Harrison Ford. But yeah, Harrison Ford's kind of crusty, so I don't know. I say we throw them in the pit with Ken and Roberta Williams and the Stamper Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, bringing this to a close. Um, so number one, if you are a German listener and you can correct us on any misconceptions you might have had, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, number two. If you would like to say anything about Panzer General or why you think we're wrong, you can do so on thebiteffect.com. Um, don't subscribe. Don't tell your friends. Don't listen to our premium podcasts because they don't exist. Instead, turn off this episode and go have a wonderful day. Can I, can I have another final thought? Oh, my gosh. Is it about John Renner or Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. Okay, sure. Because I just I just googled there in your final monologue, and it's brought back genuinely one of the best films I think I've ever seen, like a hundred percent. And I don't know why it didn't pop into my head. Have you ever seen Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I have. It's fucking incredible. It's an even incredible a Bendy Bum Bandersnatch is wonderful uh, in that movie. Uh, it's such a good. So I would my final thoughts for this is watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which. I mean, we're both Bond men, but that's that's a spy that's, movie, man. Oh god, yeah, it's 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 incredible. I actually, I've got goosebumps right now, and I kind of want to go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna break for two and a half hours, and uh, we'll see that. I'll probably end up watching Burn After Reading too. All right, so thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a pleasant day, and remember, the only good Nazi. All right, finish the line is a dead Nazi. There we go. All right, and we're out.